Welcome back to the Jake and Bauer Show. Time now for our guest, who is a former NFL player, a former Green Beret, and an actor. You know him as the host of the television show on Discovery called Survive the Raft. 1973, an anthropologist gathered 11 people from all walks of life and set them adrift. The trip descended into chaos. We're doing it again. I fully expect people to be here radically different than me. You are about to be set adrift in the Pacific Ocean. This group will sleep together, eat together, <coughs> and work together. Every day brings up a new challenge within the group. Do you feel like everybody is being transparent? I hope so. Please welcome Nate Boyer. Hey, Nate, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. I'm Jake. Over here to my right is Bauer. Hi, Nate. Sorry, got a little uh, cricket in my teeth here. Gotta get that out real quick. That's, oh, that is awful. Mm. Uh, That's good protein, my friend. That's good protein. Hey, people do eat those. Dude. You, know, there's, you can get, you can order some dried crickets and get your, uh, Get that protein shipped right to you. Yeah, uh, that's not, it's are not you, tasty. Are you a green or black cricket guy? <laughs> I'm a no cricket guy, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. You but, know, if you put enough soy sauce on them, they taste fine. But, but Nate, you have fed crickets to people on the show. Well, they were feeding themselves. Well, that's a good point. True. That's a very good point. That is a very good point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> to be honest, he's fed crickets to people off the show, too, back in the NFL days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. What so far on Survive the Raft, which I, I, I was able to watch uh, this past week with my family, and my daughter kept referring it to it by the wrong name, but she wanted to keep watching this show over and over again. She's totally 16 years old, totally into this. What has been okay, so far it. the most disgusting thing that you've had to view as host. Like I know you've done a lot as a, you know between the Green Beret stuff and the NFL. I'm sure you've had your share of disgusting things, but on Survive the Raft, what's been the most disgusting thing so far? I mean, you guys saw it if you watched episode three. It yeah. was it was absolutely uh watching these people put down some mealworms and some crickets and some of those mealworms and crickets come right back up. Oh, uh, so, you know, it, it, oh. it was, and then you add in that pepper. Uh, oh. I, I ate that thing was very spicy. I could smell the spice on that thing. Um, and it's like, that's already gonna, you know, it's going to cause some issues well, with getting it down. So it was just, it was crazy. Well, and, and you know, luckily they had a little piece of chocolate cake there to kind of mix. I was going to say, it, luckily but... you had the chocolate cake and the water to be able to, I don't know, help flush it down. I don't know what you'd call it. How do you, as the host, you're sitting there watching them put these live uh, mealworms and crickets and stuff into their mouth and chewing them down and then barfing them up? Like, how do you keep yourself? How do you, I know it's this heavily edited, but how do you keep yourself from any problems with that? It's not that edited. They showed my face, they showed my face quite a bit, you know. Uh, there was moments where I think I kept a strong, uh, very uh, stoic uh, way about me. And then there was other times where I was just like, goop, you know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it's us. Just remembering, keeping that perspective, remembering that I'm not the one that's having to do this. It's Good point. HR. Good point. I think that that definitely helped. But, you know, the fact that I had to watch nine of them do it back to back and and they all went about their meals in very different ways. Uh, yeah, I really felt for the for the ones that that hesitated, you know, because that would be me. I was just like the ones that jumped in like, all right, let's go. 
Right. Dove right in. I was like, yeah, all right. They were all over. I felt bad. I felt bad for the one who, who almost completed the whole plate and then couldn't do any more. And that was it for her. She was done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that point you just got to, but until you're in their shoes, like all these situations, all these challenges they face and the dilemmas, until you're actually in those shoes, it's hard to judge and hard to know what you would do. But, you know, you'd like to think, I can put down, that's one more bite. You got it. Right. Um, but then when you're there, you don't know. I mean, Plus, just- <laughs> Jake, the way this works is like if you can't, you have, of the nine people that are supposed to eat these plates, he's got the plates of, of bugs. I was going to say food, but there's cake and then there's bugs. Uh, and, and if you can't finish it, then you have to move it on to the next plate, what was on your plate. So some people got loaded up with Ooh. with the mealworms and the crickets. Nobody, I never saw anybody shoving chocolate cake onto another plate, but they all moved all yeah. of the other stuff over to there. So people got, by the time you were number six, seven, eight in line, you just had a plate that was loaded up with everything yeah i mean that was that was rough and 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 that's the thing that's interesting about this uh series is that they're you know they're i mean in a sense yes they're competing with one another but they're sure. a team the yes. whole time yes. i mean they are a team and and they've got to get these through these things together they're earning money together yeah you know and that's what's interesting about it i mean that's that, that's why it's based off of you know, social experiment from 50 years ago, this actually happened. I mean, they were, I don't know if they were eating millworms and crickets, uh, but you know, they were floating from the Canary Islands in Spain to Mexico in 1973. And an anthropologist led this trip with, you know, nine, 10 people from all different walks of life uh, who normally wouldn't have a conversation, you know, and, and, and maybe wouldn't get along and just to see if they would do it. And, uh, and so I'm sure there were some, some, some moments like this where it was like, Hey, we're, floating in the middle of the Atlantic ocean right now. And we've got to figure this out. And, uh, I know we don't, I know we, we don't agree on the best way forward here, but we've got to find a way. We've got to kind of pick who we're going to trust with the plan here. And then we're all going to have to work together to execute it. And that's just, uh, that's the nature of the beast. And so doing this again now, uh, you know, with adding in the money aspect, of course, which, you know, right. in, in these times and a lot of these people out there, that's a life changing amount of money, you know, it may not, um, it, it may not seem like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'd eat all that for just a couple grand or whatever, but right, like, right. it adds up, you know, it adds up. And by the end of this thing, if they stick it out, they gut it out, get through it together. Um, Let me ask you going this. going home with a, with a hefty sum. At the end of the show, who got to keep the boat? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if we're, if we're so fortunate to continue to, uh, to, to, to do more of these. Um, that boat will be reused over and over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond iconic. This is like a, a poor man's edition of a houseboat on Lake Shasta up in Northern California. If you, I mean, right. it's a cool looking boat, but I would say cool. every year there should be like a new one that, you know, they should have like a ridiculous, uh, cause it's just, what it, it, this well, is something I would, it's a I replica, would, replica though. They've yeah. created it based on the one from 1970. Yep. Oh, it was. So okay. That's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It, yeah. It looks like uh-huh. it was like part military. Yeah. So the original one was called the Akali. This is the Akali two. Right. And it, you know, it's a raft. It's a big 60 by 40 foot metal raft, but, uh, but that's what they built, uh, back in the day when they floated across the Atlantic. Nice. And, uh, that was different. I mean, it took them 101 days and you know, had this big giant sail, but we had a sail on our boat on our raft as well. And no, you know, yeah, we're down in Panama on the Pearl Islands, a little bit different. Um, you know, it's far as we're, we're not, yeah, calm, well, uh, not necessarily. <laughs> uh-huh, not necessarily. Uh-huh. And, and I mean that, I mean that in many ways, 
but uh, but yeah, there was uh, there was some there was some wild water out there, and we had some heavy okay. weather, especially early on. Like it was pretty intense. It was more than cool. I thought, and I was going into this, you know, as a host and someone who, like you said, I mean, I spent time in special forces and all that, and I'm like, oh, this will be, it's no big deal. Piece of cake, like, man. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, who from your football playing career, which three players would you take with you to make sure you could survive the raft? Three, you could only pick three. You and three others. Which three football players? Maybe they were teammates. Maybe you played against them. Would you put on to help you survive the raft? Well, number one, first and foremost, man, you gotta have, you gotta, you gotta have fun out there. You gotta find a way to, yeah. you know, enjoy your life and smile and all that. Uh, so Marshawn Lynch is number one. Okay. No question. Okay. Like Marshawn, and he, and he's done these type of shows, you know. He, I know yeah, but he likes Skittles. And, is he gonna eat the worms? He'll probably do it, man. He's a great okay. teammate. That's one thing about Marshawn, and he's head and shoulders above and anybody that pops in my head right away. And I'm not saying that because there's not some amazing people out there right, that would be right. great on this, but like that guy is not what people I, I think assume. Like you know, he played the villain of this, and sure. uh, and and he speaks his mind and he's honest and like all those things are valuable out there. But also, there's the little things I would see. Like I I, I, I had my locker next to him, so I got to watch this guy, you know, in action all the time. And he was a great teammate in the sense of he's coaching up these younger guys that are coming in trying to take his job. And he's trying to help them out. Like he wants to nothing more for them for than for them to be successful. And you don't see that on TV because it's not, you know, that's that's something he maybe he liked to kind of keep keep on the load. Right. You know what I right. mean? That he that he's actually a good guy. The <laughs> better good, story, yeah. the better story you know? is beast mode, right? That's always the better story. Yeah. And it's amazing. And so you got that element too, where it's like you got one of these challenges, especially as we go in the series, they get more physical in nature and they get, you know, pretty, pretty challenge, pretty, pretty rough out there. That guy would just, you know, he'd be, he'd power through all that stuff. So, you know, it would be an absolute be uh, no question about that. Um, let's see, uh, who else would be that? I mean, there's a ton. I love, so Luke Wilson. Yeah. He's a tight end with, with Seattle as well. A great friend of mine and, and just an out there dude, you know, like, like very, uh, I think when it comes to like outside the box thinking, but also just being the ultimate teammate in the sense of I'll do whatever, I'll do whatever. Like, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. And he's a big dude, big, strong guy. So, uh, you know, yeah. I put, I put him, put him up there, uh, no doubt as well. And then, uh, I think lastly, I'll go with, you know, another, another guy still playing right now. Quandre Diggs. Up, up. Nice. He's actually on the Seahawks now, but Quandre yeah. wasn't a Seahawk at the time. Uh, I played with him at Texas, uh, uh with the Longhorns. Um, but Quandre, you know, there, there's a there's a guy in our team, a lineman, who was a polling guard on a play in practice one time, and he came around the end and he ran into Quandre and he said, "Man, it's like running into a friggin' fire hydrant." He was like, "That guy <laughs> is just he plays outside of his body because he's not. I mean, he's probably he's probably five ten, I don't know, two hundred pounds or so, but he's just he's just built like a brick wall, man, and he'll run through a brick wall for you. Totally. So I think those three guys. I think Luke Wilson, uh, Quandre Diggs, and of course Marshawn Lynch. I take those guys with me. And those are quick decisions I had to make. There's a lot of great guys I'm leaving out. I know, I know. And that was a very quick decision on your behalf. And and I think a stellar team to have with you on Survive the Rap. So Survive the Rap, you can find it on Discovery. It's kind of what I like about it is it's it's the concept of a survival, like a survivor kind of a concept, but also mixed in with the weakest link and who gets voted off that way. It's really cool. It's a great show to watch. And the intensity between these competitors and what they have to try to do on a strategy level is absolutely incredible. So make sure you check it out. Survive the Raft, which is broadcast on Discovery. Nate, thank you so much for taking the time. Good luck with the show. 
Of course. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's Discovery 9 Eastern. And if you got to catch up on episodes, it's streaming on Max as well. Survive the Raft streaming now on Discovery Channel. Hour number two of the Jake and Bauer Show coming up right here next. <laughs> 